Coming up today on Guts, Grit, and Great Business. People aren't clicks. Please don't count me as a click. What I began to learn when I started chatbots was that we can change all of that. We can change all of that. We can have two-way conversations with people. We can learn about them, learn about what they value, send them things of value, or send them to a friend of ours that might provide them better value. There is a way out of modern marketing. There is. The adventure of entrepreneurship and building a life and business you love, preferably at the same time, is not for the faint of heart. That's why Heather Pierce Campbell is bringing you a dose of guts, grit, and great business stories that will inspire and motivate you to create what you want in your business and life. Welcome to the Guts, Grit, and Great Business Podcast, where endurance is required. Now here's your host, the legal website warrior, Heather Pierce Campbell. Welcome to another episode of Guts, Grit, and Great Business. I am Heather Pierce Campbell, the legal website warrior. I'm an attorney and legal coach based here in Seattle, Washington, and serving online information entrepreneurs around the world. I am super excited about this conversation today. I have my buddy, somebody who I just adore. You are going to adore if you don't already know her. RJ Redden, welcome. Thank you, Heather. I am so happy to be here. This is going to be exciting. It is going to be exciting. And like I said, for somebody that if they've not yet connected with you, they are in for a treat. So for folks who don't know RJ, RJ is the founder of Black Belt Bot, where she designs epic engagement experiences for entrepreneurs. She comes to work every day because she loves to solve one of the biggest problems in marketing, lack of engagement, right? So her her journey, and I met RJ, gosh, year and a half, two years ago now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At a live event, and I, you got up on stage, and I was in love, L-U-V. You were speaking our language, all of us who have been on any kind of marketing journey know exactly what you're talking about when you talk about the struggles of getting engagement and focusing on building email lists, getting people to your doorstep, right? So three years ago, RJ turned her entire business over to chatbots. Conversational marketing brings engagement, connection, and qualified clients beating down your door. So entrepreneurs hire RJ to skyrocket their engagement because most feel like they're shouting into a black hole or they're a carbon copy of everyone else and they can't get traction online to save their lives. So she creates epic engagement experiences that make people click that button, connect with you and convert like crazy. Bottom line, she's on a mission to motivate a million people to join the engagement marketing revolution. RJ, I love your intro and I love your focus on engagement. I think everybody knows the feeling of putting stuff out into the interwebs and on social media and just have it like be lost and not heard and never (laughs) interacted with. And it's not what we want and we shouldn't be wasting our time. So I'm so excited for what you're here to talk about today and all of the amazing gems that um, our listeners are going to get out of this conversation. 
Uh, me too, my friend. Um, this is going to be wild. Uh, I love talking about engagement. I love talking to entrepreneurs about this. So we're going to have some fun today. Yes. And for those of you who are not watching the video, because this will also be published in a video interview series, RJ, if you've not seen her before, you need to go connect with her online. She wears the most brilliant cape. And how do you describe your goggles? Are they like they're like pilot, right? How do you describe those? What are they? You know, sometimes my magic gets a little messy and I just need to pull them right over and uh, protect the eyeballs. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, I, but they're I let, like those let, old school, like, like pilot goggles. Like I imagine the planes uh, that don't have anything, you know, they're just like open air planes. <laughs> That's what I picture when I see those goggles. It's true. A I, little plane open air with those great goggles on. Totally. Totally. I, uh, love Amelia Earhart. And, uh, I, so yes, these, these, these goggles are in that style. I mm-hmm. love her too. And did you know that when I was doing genealogy a little while back, I actually learned that she is a cousin of mine along. Whoa. Yes. Like I'm related to Amelia Earhart. I know. Uh, I love you just a little bit more right now. <laughs> I just wanted you to know. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Well, I'm down and I'm totally down with the Amelia Earhart goggles. So RJ, take us, for people that don't know you, take us back to your roots in entrepreneurship. What brought you, because not everybody signs up for this path, right? Not everybody mm-hmm. raises their hand and says, yeah, me, I want to be an entrepreneur. How mm-hmm. did you get into this world? Well, I think the simplest explanation is that I was absolutely born for it because I mm-hmm. am untrainable, unemployable, Please do not sit me in a cubicle. And it took me a while to find this out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that the name of my autobiography ought to be how I got from here to there in 18 million steps, most of which were entirely unnecessary. Uh, Yeah, my time in corporate slavery was not fun for anyone. It wasn't fun for anybody. Um, You know, I am a person who I just I have ideas. Uh, about 10 years ago, I got this idea. Um, actually, it was a little bit more than 10. And it was an idea to create a business to um, go uh, take orders for food and movie rentals. Go pick up the stuff, deliver it to the house, charge an extra premium fee. We were good. That was my idea. Um, you know, and then I thought to myself, I can't make, I just don't know. I don't know if I can make that happen. And I just kind of, and then Netflix and Uber Eats comes around. It's like, all right. Dang it. All right, guys. Dang it. (laughs) But yeah, I just, I've always had the heart and soul of somebody who needs to go create something. Mm -hmm. Um, Way too much energy to sit in a chair and be told what to do. So that is how I got here. And I got here. I mean, I, this is, you know, not my first rodeo with businesses. I once had a painting company. Too bad I'm scared of heights and spiders. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I was an IT coach for a while. I mean, there were many businesses, but finally with this one, it was like, I really hit that sweet spot of need and being able to provide for that need. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how 
that's how it all got really started. Mm, no, I love that. And I mean, I'm laughing at your description of the 18 million steps, but I think so, so many of us can relate, right? Like trying something, going one direction, you know, and it, it really just sometimes takes experimenting and trying idea after idea after idea. And I think a lot of people beat themselves up for like not having it figured out from the start. But the reality, yeah. I read some statistic like, you know, it's a, it's a massive percentage. The vast majority of people never even end up working in the field that they went to university for. Right. True. So it's like people don't be so hard on yourself. I mean, we are here to experiment and play and figure it out. And I wish people could feel more playful about that because I think there's a lot of pressure there. There's a lot of pressure there, particularly when money is involved mm -hmm. and, and when safety is involved, right? Just go back to what you were doing. It's going to be yes. fine. Um, I get it. And I've been there, uh, but I've also been in that moment, you know, the, the moment, the last job I actually, oh, Heather, I don't think you know this. I actually, uh, my last corporate experience, I walked out of, I just, couldn't for one more minute Ugh. be there and pretend to believe in what we were doing and all of the things. And my wife, uh, actually this job that I had, she begged me to quit three separate times. She told me it's going to be fine. She's a pharmacist. We're doing okay <laughs> over here. People. She said, quit, come home do your job, do your, you know, do your company thing. Um, you, you can have the basement as an office. I mean, she's, she's begging me to quit and I'm like holding on going, Oh, you know, I don't want to go there again because it was so scary last time. And finally that just came the day where they announced a change, which I won't go into, but they announced a change. And it was, I just remember, I remember hearing the clock tick in my boss's yeah. office as he told me, how it was going to go down. And, uh, you know, he, he announced the change to me. He said, this person is now going to become your boss. And I said, I'll betcha he's not. <laughs> and, uh, he knew immediately that that meant that real soon. And really, you know, I mean, I said, <laughs> how can I make this transition really easy for you? And that <laughs> he said, well, you, sh you should go and don't tell anybody and just pick up your coat and roll. And I was like, okay. And I did it. I mean, I just couldn't for one more minute go, yeah, this is totally okay. Yeah. This is something I can contribute to, to make money for my family. No, uh, I had to get, I had to go. And, mm. you know, I mean, things, things weren't easy when I was starting up my business. I'm sure everybody's had this. I too did the marketing, you know, get the, whatever people are saying out there and, you know, turn it into something. Okay. Content. I'll create content. Great. I'm a content person. I'll tell you a story right now. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready, baby. Um, gosh, I'll write it down, film it and turn it into a dance move. I don't know. I'll do it. I'll create that content for you. But the problem is, you know, that with a lot of the, it's a content crush out there. There's so much and people have blinders on because the problem is that most of that information that's coming to me in a single day through my inbox 
through, uh, you know, those stupid banner ads, through the retargeting, through everything. 90% of it completely valueless to me. That's I think that we have forgotten in digital marketing that there is a person on the other end of that screen. We are not people. People aren't clicks. Please don't count me as a click. What I began to learn when I started chatbots was that we can change all of that. We can change all of that. We can have two-way conversations with people. We can learn about them, learn about what they value, send them things of value, or send them to a friend of ours that might provide them better value. There is a way out of modern marketing. There is. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. The clouds are partying. People are listening. I know. Well, and I wonder when you first discovered this functionality, right? Chats, chatbots. Was it like suddenly the lights came on for you or did it take you like experimenting with it, trying it? Like, tell me how, you know, how that transition went when you realized like this may be the solution that I've been looking for. Yeah. So it's a kind of a combination. I popped on to somebody is to a group because uh, a friend of mine, a friend and a client was in the group. She is the kind of person who will get her feet wet and then say, RJ, pull me out of this one. I don't know what I'm doing. So I saw she was in this group about bots. She'd been talking about bots. I'm like, all right, do I wait until she calls for help or do I just go in? (laughs) So I went in and uh, in this bot group, they had a little thing in the side of the Facebook group that said in the description said, start here. And so, all right, I'm a rule follower, ping, I'm going to start there. And it connected me to a messenger bot. I was having this conversation. I knew it was a bot. It was completely transparent because they had made it that way. They're like, hi, totally, you're talking to a bot right now. And then the bot told me a joke and asked me where I wanted to go, gave me a choice of where I wanted to go. I laughed at the joke. I looked at choices as to what I wanted to hear about. And I said, the revolution is coming. <laughs> so this you is, knew, you knew. Yeah. I knew immediately that I had stumbled upon the answer to a question that I'd had for a long time. People would come to me and they would say, RJ, we, you know, cause I was doing IT marketing help for a long time, coaching people would come to me and they'd say, well, I did everything you said, but then they changed the algorithm again. Um, and people would come to me and they would go, well, why is, why is my open rate on these emails so low? And, you know, and so it was like, I kept watching my clients and my friends do these things and then have the world change on them. And I thought there's got to be a way that we can communicate better. There's got to be a way that we can communicate and create a feedback loop for ourselves so that people can tell us their opinions and their views and what they value. There's got to be a way. Couldn't find it, couldn't find it. And then there I was that day, I pinged on that bot and it was like, right here, this is it. And so I did at that moment, before I changed my entire business, I did an experiment. Um, I wrote an accountability bot for a client of mine who had promised to get me some stuff, but then maybe, you know, kind of, I was waiting and waiting, you know, so I had written her this beautiful, this air table, 
and this this Google form that fed into it, and you can make charts. And oh my god, it was Geek Christmas, and uh, I showed <laughs> it to her, and she's like, "Yay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to keep accountable. This is going to be great." And I'm like, "Great." And then I kept checking it every day because, you know, I want to see when she opens her present. And um, week went by, nothing. So I said, hey, how you doing with that thing? Notice you haven't been in. And she said something very, very reasonable, which, and I don't have this, I don't have this issue, but she does. She said, RJ, I've got five kids. Uh, they need to be out the door fed with the correct homework in the correct bag. Every morning, I cannot go report in here, go somewhere else. I want to, but I can't. And she said, could you make it so I never had to leave Facebook? And I said, I can make it so you don't ever have to leave Messenger. And she's like, okay. So I went back, back to the drawing board. I created her a chat bot that checked in with her twice a day. Mm -hmm. She loved it so much that she put it on her wall and more friends put it on their wall. And I had 70 people I didn't know in my bot talking to me about personal stuff and stuff that I had not been able to get an answer for in my group for a long, long time. And I had, I had four, I got four clients out of that one instance. It was, it was like, okay, that's it. So it ended up being a two about two weeks from start to finish, from first landing on a bot to deciding that I'm going to turn my whole business over into that. And my wife looked at me. She said, "You're you're changing the branding again, aren't you?" I said, "Yes." And this time it's going to work, honey. And it has. <laughs> <laughs> well, and anybody who's ever seen you and the black belt bots, whether it's on stage, on light, right? It has. It has. People know. And when RJ's in the house, it's a good thing. So what is it do you think about, like, I'm fascinated that this little bot you created that checked in with people twice a day was able to get them get, I mean, it was, yeah, it was able to get them to tell you things, right? Mm -hmm. That you hadn't been able to get them to talk about or divulge before. What do you think it is about? Oh, I totally know what it is. It's this, when I ask a question in a group, and it causes people to even have to be slightly vulnerable to answer it, mm -hmm. even if they know no one in the group. The perception that all those eyeballs are looking at their answer makes them go, I'm not answering. Mm. When I put it in a bot, that's a perceived one-on-one -on -one conversation. And they're in. They'll write you a book. Yes. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I couldn't even keep up with it. Couldn't even keep up with it. Yeah. So it literally yeah. creates like a safer space for people to answer, be truthful, tell you the stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and so what that taught me was use the group, use memberships to celebrate accomplishment, to push each other forward, to, to do all of that, but use bots to communicate with people about things that cause them to maybe be vulnerable mm -hmm. a little bit. Make it a private conversation. You are, you know, when you're having a conversation in a Facebook group, it's a room full of people. In yeah. a bot, it's just you and that person. Mm, I love that. I love that. So you tested it. 
you launched, you rebranded, you went headfirst into it. And obviously that's probably been a few years, right? I think you said three years. So talk to us about what has happened in the bot space over the last three years, because there've been some changes. Oh, huge. So you know, in the beginning, in the beginning, <laughs> um, it was just bots on Messenger. And uh, gosh, for a good two, two and a half years, you could send anybody you wanted a Facebook Messenger inbox message to start a conversation. Now, a lot of people got hold of that and just treated it the wrong way. You know how folks are sometimes. Ooh, great. Now I can take that entire email message that nobody's reading and I'm just going to put it in Messenger where they will read it and then miracles will happen. No, no, they won't. (laughs) I'm so glad you said that because, you know, I think the way you use bots and design them is very thoughtful and it can be different than the mass marketing strategies that you see out there that you go, oh, Because I I know, like, for a while, I was very intrigued by bots. And then being on the receiving end of some where I was like, oh, like, I just started to ignore them inside of Facebook, right? Yeah. So you see it being used in that way, right? And you were like, no, I know you would never set your clients up for that. Talk to me about how it's evolved beyond just being used inside of Facebook Messenger. Yeah. So, gosh, the the involvement came. Uh, I met some guys on a cruise ship. Beware of dudes on a cruise ship. Uh, waving technical papers at you, I tell you. Um, I met some guys on the marketer's cruise that had their own chat product. And it was a chat product because I had been looking for a way to get away from Messenger. Not just because of the spamming, but also because... The writing is on the wall for that. Once something starts like really, truly making money and Zuckerberg is not making that money, he will make that different. (laughs) He will make it so that he makes the money. Uh, And so I knew that the situation, the sweet spot that we had in Messenger wasn't going to stay forever. And also not particularly wanting to be at the mercy of somebody else's company decisions. Right. Um, once again, not employable. So, uh, so I had been looking, but I had not found us anything sufficient hmm. um, that even would DM maybe into a different program, Instagram, Twitter, anything else. Well, these guys sat down and talked to me and it was like, you can plant a bot on a website and you can, it, plant a bot that doesn't go through messenger at all you can plant a bot on skype you can you can plant a bot Mm. just about anywhere you want and i'll tell you that idea that business owners can can because we all got really enamored with facebook we all fell in love with the idea that we post here people see it it's awesome but people aren't seeing it anymore we forgot the skill almost of, hey, let's bring it back to our own website where we can give them some value. Websites kind of became an, a digital brochure there for a long time, which is fine, hmm. but we're not getting that traffic. Google's not seeing us as a viable website. So what, so obviously then I just, I just, 
I went into this new platform and it was like, look, look, I can do videos for hour long, you know, classes. I can do, there's so much more that I could do because I didn't have to, you know, kind of stay within Facebook's purview. So I began planting bots on websites and now I do everything. I do onboarding for clients. I do uh, entire courses for people. We're doing Gina Gavellini's course uh, in the spring here. Uh, I do I do just about everything. Quizzes, uh, surveys, obviously, all of those types of things. I can bring that traffic back to someone's website and I can create, uh, I can design a journey for them. I can design, you know, the immersive journey where, okay, now we're walking through the woods and I've got woods sounds playing in the background and you run upon this. What do you do next? I mean, I can make it into a game. I can make it into an experience where people have fun instead Mm of, okay, I'm just not going to take that survey. I don't have time to do it right now. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's so different. That's so different. So yeah, now we're all over the place. Uh, we're also mm-hmm. all over the text messages, uh, all on that. And we're, we're sending emails as well, but we're just sending, we're sending very different emails, very targeted and hopefully valuable to our audiences. So I assume the text and emails are connected then with these bot systems so that it's all part of a, basically a coordinated effort, same campaign, whatever. It's just all tied in. Yeah. Absolutely. But- I love that. And I remember you and I spoke right right before COVID, <laughs> right before that last event that I went to right before COVID. And, you know, you were giving me some of the updates of what had happened in the bot world. And like, my mind was blown. I was like, what? Deliver courses through bots? Like, I think you had described like, you know, create this whole gamified map and all this crazy stuff. And you know, here we are, what is it, nine months later or something, right? And I'm sure that that's, you know, even developed more. So give me some examples. I like hearing the real world application of how people are using this, right? Even the story about your client who was a mom with five kids and like, look, I can only show up to limited places in a day, right? True story for so many of us in the online space. Um, so how, what are the ways that you have helped some of your clients use these bots that have really changed something about the way they're either showing up in their business, communicating with people in their business? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I will tell you the story of Rowan. Uh, Rowan is a, a little bot uh, that is a part of, or was a part of, we ran this challenge for a year and a half. It was a weight loss challenge. It was about keto. And Rowan would show up every morning and invite you into the bot. And then Rowan would share, you know, what's, you know, what, what are we learning about today? Or he would do encouragement for people, or he would give away prizes at certain points in the challenge. Now, we wrote this challenge one time, one time. We ran it every month at the beginning of the month. We would run it for 30 days. We did it for a year and a half. There were some women who did the challenge every single month of its existence and lost weight. The people, there were hundreds of people losing weight off of Rowan just because he was fun. Like people would sign up month after month. I'm like, people, you're not getting new material here. 
<laughs> but they would talk about Rowan as if he was a real person. Yeah. He created a little movement. He was just a little robot. You know what I'm saying? But people fall in love with that type of stuff. People fall in love with an opportunity to maybe kind of get pulled out of their day-to-day, especially right now, right? Uh. Day-to-day is kind of all the same now, um, <laughs> strangely enough. But um, but that one, that one is one of my favorite stories because they would, they would absolutely talk about, I haven't gotten my message from Rowan today. I wonder if he's all right. I mean – it's a bot people. Um, but, uh, and here's, here's more, more real life application. So one of the things that we can do, and I work a lot with coaches and mm-hmm. people who build courses. One of the things that we can do is put some accountability in there for folks. Um, and uh, like the accountability bot that I wrote the first time, I can write a bot that is very central to the path that you're taking in the course. I can, you know, have a goal setting day, have a check-in day, have a check-in day at the end of the week, and then start over with goal setting. And I can tell how long has it been since you've last been in the program. And I can set little messages to fire if you haven't been around in a while. That part I love. Yes. Ah, Because like, you know, people don't mean to fall off. But the minute that we send out the text that says, hey, haven't seen you in a while, you can totally catch up, though. Click right here. And then they get into the bot. We ask them where they're at, if they're having any issues with the class. And people tell us things that we never would have known. Yes, they will. And the thing that fascinates, I mean, it fascinates me even about probably how influential that little piece is, is that there is something that feels like less pressure coming from a little bot, like, hey, haven't seen you in a while, than a real person. Like, imagine the coach leading that program, popping in and being like, hey, haven't seen you in a while. Like, there's even something different about that, right? Because the one experience could trigger people, if it's the coach or the live person, to be like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like feeling, I don't know, shame or this need to, you know, it's... Whereas the bot does feel fun. It feels lighter. It feels much more, I don't know. I don't know if that's the right description of it, but even in hearing you describe that scenario, that's how it feels to me. Absolutely. It's like a cartoon avatar approaching you instead (laughs) of, hey, why haven't you got your work done? You know, there's so many, like, there's so many, they call them LMSs, learning management systems out there, like Thinkific, Teachable, um, let's see, Udemy, those are kind Mm. of the big three. They'll send you week after week an email that says, you're not done yet. How useful do you think that is for people? A guilt email? No. Right. right. No. What we've got to do is make it seem like, hey, Heather, there's a party going on over here and you haven't been to see us in a week. We got a whole bunch of new stuff going on. Do you want to come and hang out with us? Come hang out with us, Heather. Click this link. <laughs> there's where you got to do. You know what I'm saying? And people will smile and they'll go, all right, boom, click the link. <laughs> and all of a sudden they're back in class. So it really is very, very useful for people to keep on track when, especially if you've got like a year long mastermind or something going on, Mm. holy, it is so easy to get distracted. 
it is so easy to just fall off the wagon and let life happen because life has happened to us this year. What if, what if more people made it through the finish line of those courses? Mm. What if that you would, you would get to decrease your marketing budget Yeah, because so many people would be out there going, Oh my God, this person's amazing. Right. Well, because if they actually finish the course and they do the work, then they get the result. Without the result, they're not running around in the world shouting your name from the rooftops, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Are there, are there interesting either professions or, um, like what I'm thinking right now is that there's probably a lot of ways that people who might not otherwise consider this as a strategy in their business that could actually have a lot of fun using it. Have you had some unusual either types of businesses or circumstances where you've been able to play with the bot in their business? Absolutely. Well, so one of them is, uh, one of the strangest is one that I've just heard. I I did not write this bot personally. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then of course I have a client named Jonathan Bengals. So, uh, you know, there's some weird stuff going on with that guy. So I'll start with the one that I didn't write and then we'll move to the Jonathan. So we, uh, so when I was first writing bots, I was, you know, reading all kinds of articles about what you could do. There was a bot, not kidding you, that, uh, it was about a 45 minute process. A funeral home put it out. So that people could get in there and make uh, end of life choices. So it was all about how you want, you know, it would get information on how, how and where you wanted to be buried and, and, you know, how do you want the, the wake to go and all of these questions, you know, and here's the kicker. So it did it in a really light and funny type of way. No one wants to think about that much less. <laughs> tell someone so these people were like we know they don't want to tell us but maybe they'll tell a computer Mm -hmm. Hmm, i wonder how we could you know make this enjoyable for people and they created this last you know the this last choices bot type of thing it was like i remember reading that article and it just blew my mind because it's the perfect thing it's the perfect storm people use chatbots for therapy now oh i Um, believe it Absolutely, they do. Um, When when you and I were talking last, this idea of like, because obviously I live in the professional services world, right? And part of me was thinking like, oh, would this be a disconnect for people showing up? And But as I think about it, like, you know, somebody in the tax world, like our mutual friend Jonathan, somebody in the legal world where things can feel heavy and serious for a consumer of those services, right? Or I don't know, any other of the professional services, this could actually change that experience for people, right? And have it be more of an inviting lighter process. And so I just love the idea that, you know, people are using this in interesting ways and that it can really be used to change that client interface. Absolutely. To change their entire experience with you. And, you know, another thing about professional services is sometimes the questions that people have, we'll call them level one questions. And with just a couple of clarifying questions, you know what that answer is going to be. It's not highly technical and highly dependent upon many, many circumstances. 
So what if a professional person has a bot to answer all of the level one stuff? Mm -hmm. And what if we get to a level two question and that's an appointment now? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, But while that line is sometimes, I know that's a little hard sometimes to draw for me. I don't know about your personal experience, but the bot knows when it's a level two (laughs) question and can draw that line and say, hey, would you like an appointment? And, you know, if it costs, this is how much it's going to cost. We'll cover these things. Uh, you know, whereas I might just kind of keep answering questions until they've got an entire, you know, universe of bot knowledge. Uh, but that, that sort of interface is on demand. Mm-hmm. We could have, instead of having 600 Heathers, not possible people, right. we could have 600 people hit upon the same bot and get level one help. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, uh, it's, it's mind blowing when you think about it, but, But really, if you think about it from this starting point, and that is a conversation, a one-on-one conversation at scale, Mm -hmm. because one of those, one of those ends is a computer. Um, that, that's when, that's when you start to realize the possibilities of bots. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's fun to think about that as a viable option because even if you can't duplicate yourself and you're like, well, maybe my VA can do a certain amount, you know what I mean? You're still paying somebody else for that one-on-one time that really is not still very duplicatable, right? And so that piece, especially if you get a lot of the same kinds of questions or a certain amount of standard inquiries over. And everybody knows what these are in regards to their own business, right? Like how fun to have those handled in a totally different way by a bot that then I assume could point them in the direction of any of the resources that they've already built up. Like, oh, here's my membership site over here that's going to handle this kind of stuff for you. Here's the document database, right? Here's how you get a one-on-one call with Heather. I mean, it could really go in any direction. And when the bot treats it as here, I see you're having these kinds of questions or these kinds of problems. Let me make a recommendation for you. It doesn't come across as salesy and sleazy. It comes across as, oh, look, I need jeans. And the Gap just sent me an advertisement for some jeans. I don't know if the Gap sells (laughs) jeans anymore. But uh, I may be dating myself right now, but that's all right. Um, But it, it just, it comes along right at the right time. And it doesn't seem... It is not overbearing. It is not salesy. People can make a choice to click out of there, but they've been served that information and they know so that they can, you know, get more information later or maybe click the button right now. But you can answer people's questions and at the same time highlight opportunities where the bot can make some recommendations that make sense in that moment to people. Mm. And what have you just done? You have answered their questions. You've been uh, J- Heather on the spot or Johnny on the spot or whatever you want to call it. You've been mm-hmm. on the spot answering questions correctly, giving them value, 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 value. And then you recommend, hey, you've got this other product that you think would work well for them. Most people are going to say yes. Mm-hmm. And you've just made a sale in your sleep. Yeah, I love that. Oh, automation. That's fun. That I, the funny thing is, when I first interacted with some of your bots, I remember thinking like, "Oh, because I know the whole goal of creating a bot, and maybe this is not 
the whole goal is to duplicate like your your approach to something duplicate your energy your approach you know get it out there in the form of this little bot but then i was like well maybe rj would make something that's even better than me <laughs> more fun <laughs> how is that possible it is possible <laughs> but i mean there is really something magical about this idea of the bot so for folks that are listening, RJ, where do you like to connect online? Where do you show up? Where should people go find you if they want more information? They want to figure out how they can learn from RJ, how they can begin to explore this topic. Where would you send them? Well, I am all over that internet as Black Belt Bots. You know, um, there's a show Monday through Friday, 10 Central uh, where I am discussing all things bots and engagement marketing. Fabulous, fabulous. Um, and if you want to lurk, you can come watch the show, ask some questions. We're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're on LinkedIn, we're on Twitch, we're on Periscope. Uh, you can find us, trust me, The Bot Signal. So I love it. there's that. There's that. That's There's lurky mode. All right. And then there's, um, I want to do this in 2021 mode. Yeah. And where you would go for that is meetrj.com. Meet as in M E E T, right. not stuff you would have for dinner. <laughs> Some of you, uh, meetrj.com will lead you right to my calendar. Hmm. And what I've got on offer is a strategy session. So, first, Q&A about bots. Anything you want to know, I'll tell you. I will because I love talking about them and I will talk about them all day long, possibly online if you let me. Second half of it is let's talk about what your strategy is and how you can use engagement marketing to mm -hmm. drive you miles forward in 2021. So either both opportunities completely available to your audience. I, I love you and I, uh, by extension, love your audience. So please come take advantage of my time. Awesome. Well, and that's a hugely, for anybody listening, that's a hugely generous offer. One-on-one -on -one time with RJ is um, tough to come by. I know you're busy, RJ. I know you're working with some amazing folks. Go connect with RJ if you're really serious about learning about bots and implementing one in your business. Absolutely jump on this. RJ, I'm also going to share your links and anything else in the meantime that you want me to share um, in the show notes, which people can find at legalwebsitewarrior.com forward slash podcast. I have one question for you and then the final question. Okay. What's the alternative to engagement marketing? Let's say somebody's like, hmm. <laughs> Right. I know it's not, it's not a great, it's not a great probably, um, thing to think about, but I think a lot of people see this already in the marketplace, right? What the alternative is, but share in your own words, like why engagement marketing is so important versus the alternative. Gladly. Okay. Uh, Ranger is visiting us as well. Yes. Apparently, um, he misses his mother. Okay. So the difference between engagement marketing and traditional marketing. Traditional marketing is like standing on a street corner with a bullhorn, shouting as loud as you can so that people will come back and maybe, you know, engage with you and pay you something so that you can get more money so you can get a bigger bullhorn so you can go stand on a busier street corner and yell louder into it. It is a never ending cycle of basically I'm hoping some people will consider this valuable. 
The problem is this. People are so tired of being treated like a number. People Mm -hmm. are so tired of just, you know, having that invisible dollar sign hanging over their head. People want to be seen, heard, and cared about right now more than at any point in human history. Talking about some of the events of this year. And so we need to create marketing that is interactive. We don't need to create another email blast that shows up the same to absolutely everybody who reads it. This is what I say to my clients and this is what I say on my show all the time. One size fits all doesn't fit anybody. Mm-hmm. We've got to have personalized marketing out there that gives people choices on where to go, that gives people an opportunity to feed back to us. We got to make it fun for people. Mm-hmm. If we can do those things, they'll smile every time we, they see us in their inbox. Isn't that what we want? Yes. That's what I want. That's what I want for everyone. So traditional marketing it's the guy on a street corner. It's walking mm-hmm. into a busy marketplace and all of a sudden everybody's trying to drag you into their booth. Doesn't matter whether you like beads or jewelry. Um, you don't see any jewelry on me. Well, I got a bracelet, but it is secretly made of a bicycle spoke. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> um, the, the, the point of it is traditional marketing does not care who you are. Mm-hmm. It is alienating. It is boring. And mass marketing is for the birds. Actually, I would not treat birds that way. It's for the spiders. <laughs> anyway, uh, it is, it is, it just doesn't fit anybody anymore. Once we yeah. can start to interact with people and treat them like real people and value their choices, then my friend, we have hit the wave of what is to come. Mm. Well, I love that so much. And especially the piece you talked about earlier about being able to accomplish that level of conversation and providing personal choice at scale, right? So I love that. It's a super powerful thing. And is, is there any final point that you want to leave with our audience for folks that are still listening? Yes. When you you know, if you're an entrepreneur, when you are sending out your marketing materials, whether it's an email, whether you're making a video, a live stream, a podcast, whatever you're doing, if you don't feel when you hit that send button or when you finalize stuff, if you don't feel like that is rock and roll and people are absolutely going to love it, if you are sending something that you yourself, if you got it in your email, you personally would avoid then it's time, it's time to give marketing a run for its money. It's time to put your personality out there and allow others to have a choice in what they're doing. It's time to create some stuff that makes your heart sing when you send it to your people. You can do it. It is not impossible, I promise you. And of course, I can help if you need need some nudges along the road. Mm, I love that. I love that. RJ, so fun to see you and connect with you and your doggy today. Uh, <laughs> I hope I get to see you on a stage, actually anywhere, sometime again soon. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. It would it would so be I dream of that day when I can again enter a hotel ballroom. Just enter. I don't even care what happens after that. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, you and I are in the same boat. The same boat. Well, I love you. I'm such a big fan. Thank you for coming on and sharing this with my audience. So excited to point them in the direction of wherever you show up online. We're going to put the link. So if you're visiting, go check out RJ in the show notes, legalwebsitewarrior.com forward slash podcast. Also hop over to Apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast online. Leave us a rating and a review. It really helps other entrepreneurs to find this podcast, be able to benefit from the types of conversations that we have here, which are all about helping people, entrepreneurs in the online space, build their businesses, do it the right way and really enjoy it along the way. Thank you, RJ. Thanks, Heather. Thank you for joining us today on the Guts, Grit and Great Business Podcast. We hope that we've added a little fuel to your tank, some coffee to your cup and pep in your step to keep you moving forward in your own great adventures. For key takeaways, links to any resources mentioned in today's show and more, see the show notes, which can be found at LegalWebsiteWarrior.com slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoyed today's conversation, please give us some stars and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast so others will find us too. Keep up the great work you are doing in the world, and we'll see you next week.